0: Hello and welcome to the Being Human podcast where we explore what it means to truly be human physically, mentally and spiritually. We upload an episode of this podcast every single week so hit that subscribe button. You do not want to miss any of these episodes. On this episode of the podcast I sat down with the one and only the gaffer Judo Jimmy Wallhead. Judo Jimmy for those of you who do not know is former Cage Warriors world champion He has been fighting professionally for about 20 years at this point. He's fought everywhere there is to fight all over the world. He's fought in the UFC, he's fought in Bellator, Cage Warriors, Bama, KSW, you name it. He's one of the most experienced professional mixed martial artists to ever come out of Britain and one of the best as well for many people's money, including mine. Jimmy's done a few podcasts over the previous few years, so I wanted to try and make this one a little bit different to those that he's done before we did cover his career we also talked about coaching the hw1 team that jimmy leads we really have something special at hw1 and we talked all about that we talked about some of the fighters that are up and coming i asked jimmy some questions that are a bit different to the usual ones i asked him for his top tip for someone getting into striking and his top tip for someone getting into grappling i asked for his three top pieces of advice for young fighters. I asked him to name the three best grapplers he's rolled with, and I asked him to name the sharpest striker he has mixed it up with on the feet. I'm not going to say that Jimmy shared some breaking news, but he did share that there are some talks going on about a potential fight, about him returning um, into combat sports competition. I'm not going to say any more to it than that. You'll have to watch the podcast in its entirety to hear him talk about that but yes we talked about his retirement and whether he is in fact retired obviously it's always a difficult thing to hang up your gloves and we talked about that as well this was an amazing conversation of course jimmy's the man what more can i say so sit back enjoy if you do enjoy the conversation then make sure to hit that subscribe button like comment share the video as well support the channel support being human be part of the community help it grow thank you for watching thank you for listening and thank you for supporting being human let's start off with we've got to do the most important question first and that is who on the hw1 fight team has the best haircut
1: Oh, you bastard! Yeah, is this and you know recording, say... recording as well. This is recording, yeah. Well, yeah, we're live. Oh, you fucker! We've got some Rufus Efforts you... in this year. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're not allowed to say Jake Wills.
1: But the best.
0: Yeah, the best. You're not allowed to say Jake Wills because he's the obvious answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Joe's is like reminds me of you and Arnold Schwarzenegger. We've got um, <laughs> Spunky. I mean, I don't know what what yeah. what he's got going on. Um, I mean, Josh won't rate it, but. Sometimes I debate Josh's haircut. else um, we got? We've got some banners, haven't we?
0: Yeah, man. If we were
1: to give an actual... Myself.
0: See- <laughs> my massively receiving
1: hairline and my super high
0: If we know. were to give a serious answer, maybe so, like Togan would be a, like a legitimate
1: Oh, what, answer. with the braids and the... Yeah, yeah he's, and
0: he's, he's actually got cool hair. Um, yeah, I yeah.
1: I'm trying to think Chris now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I suppose Nathan... Probably got the best set, that's probably... Yeah, uh, yeah. Nice but, could but, give me a pre, I could have thought about this in depth.
0: Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Really, yeah. that was just to highlight how horrific... A, uh, yeah, yeah. We need a team barber, really.
1: I think we do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this office. Mm, could, yeah, uh, yeah. we could convert it. Why are we in this office anyway?
0: <laughs> you <laughs> fucker. Was you was fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we're in this office. So we're in the gym. We're meant to be doing it in my usual setup, but we're not. Because I just locked myself out of it. Yeah. Just, I forgot. Yeah, you didn't know that. I forgot. You didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So, so with that said, with that highlighted, <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the start. Yeah. <laughs> Talk me through the experience of your first fight. First, say pro MMA fight, it was just your first MMA fight, wasn't it? Because there was no amateurs back then.
1: No, I think it was actually classed as uh, an exactly. I think it was actually classed as a semi-pro fight. Um, but it was uh, it's five minute rounds, it was three rounds, just no elbows, but headshots on the ground. So I actually fought them rules quite a few times throughout my career in like my M1 Global and uh, a tournament I fought in Holland as well. So I fought them in that rule set quite a few times about the elbows. Um, okay.
0: But everything else the same just Yeah, elbows. so it basically was a pro
1: it was a pro fight, but it was actually classed as a semi pro battling. I don't I, I don't know it was around very long, but I believe mm. the fight was classed as a semi pro fight. Um, what can I remember about it? I remember is it heavyweight? Weighing about 90, 95 kilos, I think I wasn't super fat. Um, probably fat now. And uh, I was against a guy called Steve Steve Matthews, Steve Cherry Viper Matthews, and he fought uh, Bispin and Andy Costello at the time. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, he, I think he finished after me. He was over three, but he was a big a big army lad. I think he was a chef in the army, if I remember correctly. Um, sorry if I'm wrong Steve I ain't never seen him away from him since but he was a, he was a nice guy with a little chapter and stuff um but I just remember yeah I sold loads of tickets and uh I used to fight on the Germans, get mad angry and just ask ah, go out and, and fight very very uh very raw very, very naive to all I guess, and just, just when I started swinging and took his back and, and did like a half standing rear naked choke it was horrific it was absolutely horrific but um
0: but you finished the first round. I think it was like 15 seconds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Very quick. I think some. people were
1: still smoking at ringside and stuff back then as well. When I mean, was it? What was the date? It was, um, I don't know if I look on my phone, it would have been 2005. Yeah. Must have been 2005.
0: Yeah, it was an early, early date. So UFC had, well, UFC
1: had been around for well, a while, UFC but not in the long. modern The no, modern no, no, era no. was very new. No, no. Yeah, Me and my, I was one of my best friends, this say Adam Welford. We used to go judo every week as kids, and and we'd go in time. We'd buy a, we'd get his dad to buy us a UFC D- VHS, and we'd sit and watch it since UFC 1. So I've always watched it since the beginning. Do you know what I mean? And extreme fighting with old Conan Silveira fighting on it and stuff. So we've all watched it since since the start, since it was a kid, really.
0: And obviously, you had all your judo experience mm. like behind you at that point. You're a youth Olympian
1: a, as, yeah. a, as a judoka.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you. You were well-versed in grappling. But mm. how much training did you do before that fight? Or was it just kind of...
1: Uh, how,
0: how did it come about? And what yeah. made you want to do it?
1: Wow. Yeah. I didn't thought about It's good. Uh, so, obviously, like I said, I'd always loved, loved MMA, watching it with Adam and stuff every weekend, pretty much for years. Um, and the way I got offered it, I, I drifted out of judo around the age of 19, 20. I'd literally... I'd won a few um, British Clothes titles and I, I won the last one, done anything all year for judo and i have gone back, I was smoking and I still managed to win a British Clothes. I won the British, British Championships. Don't know how I pulled out but I pulled out of the bag just. Uh, but I wasn't training. I drifted away from judo you know, altogether after that for a few years. Uh, just off the rails, working doors, drinking, doing drugs, being a, being a doser, basically. And, uh, I went with Nathan, I started going back to Leicester shoot a little bit, because I've missed, I've always lost competing and training. Uh, I think mean, it keeps me sane. So I, I did drift back to doing a little bit of training, and I ended up at uh, Paul Daly's nemesis show in Nottingham, kickboxing show, and met a drunk Ian Dean and a drunk Rob Butler, and got off with a fight. Ticket money was all told me wrong, I thought I was going to make a killing. <laughs> they were like, oh, we pounds a ticket, mate. I was like, oh, wicked, yeah, yeah. So I took this fight, and that was it. So I met Indian, and they offered me a fight. And obviously, yeah, I just thought I always wanted to do this. I've always been in love with this, and, uh, and that, that was why. Why I took. So, it so like, you were a fan first, really, fight, before yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. a fighter, even though yeah, it was though very judo, early days. Yeah, yeah, and like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I just always wanted to, just always admired it, and always thought, I wonder how a judo guy would get on. Doing this, obviously as a kid you think I'd just throw him in it and armor him, you know what I mean? The, the original Ronda Rousey. oh well, there you go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just not, not as uh not as pretty. But um uh <laughs> but uh yeah it was um it was uh yeah it was that uh, I was jump jump promoter, got for a fight and took it. My training for it. Oh you blue this is I think it's embarrassed I feel myself getting flustered, Jesus Christ. It was like standing there whacking a <laughs> <laughs> like doing the judo throw like, like whacking a band and doing the judo throw that was about it man. maybe whacking on our butt it was horrific bro. yeah it was horrific hybrid training absolutely blind to, to mixed martial arts to be honest with you, uh, at the time uh, and probably was from my first four fights so I won two very quick uh, Steve Matthews uh, in about 15 seconds and then uh, Leslie Ogilmano in about the same like two Quick 20 second wins to start it, to start off. Both rear naked, Cho got to the back quick, and then I thought um Boris John Stomp, who was actually a jungle fighter. especially Boris John Stomp his name was. He actually fought in jungle fights. I thought
0: he sp- said Boris Johnson.
1: No, no, John Stomp. Sorry. John yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fought, fought Boris Johnson. yeah. <laughs> and um, hey, he's
0: got a good rugby uh, rugby tackle. Yeah, like. double Remember leg, man. double Yeah, double yeah. Leg,
1: yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was good. This guy was good. Uh Big strong uh, black guy from uh, France, uh, very experienced, fought in jungle fights against Patino and stuff, like and again so, like, how am I taking these fights, man? Like, I wasn't even training man properly, you know what I mean, got 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 judo throwing them all and I'll try and find that fight and show you black fight. Judo throws everywhere, like literally throwing him around, seeing Aggies, like, Haragoshi's, like pure just judo like not knowing how to fight, just judo fighting, swinging a bit. And, and what, what was the adaptation
0: like between because obviously judo's in the gi. Did you consciously have to think, how am nah, I going to do this I throw, was or... grabbing,
1: If I got an over or grab the head, I wasn't even thinking yeah, about it. You I'd weren't actually... consciously thinking, how do no, I nah, adapt nah, this? You were nah, just, just going Just fighting. You know what I mean, 20-year-old fighting. Do you know what I mean? That was it. Um, and then I had another fight. I lost that. I got choked out or neck cranked. I just gassed myself going 110. Um, and then I thought, Chris Rice, and like I'm smoking and stuff. and not training. And he just... Very humbled and very good to TKO I me. Mean, he'd done some, he was a good boxer, Chris. Uh, my boxing consisted of like throwing a, a, a couple of tie boxing classes, throwing a low kick, and swinging a handbag. So I got humbled very quickly there. Uh, and that's when I met um, uh, I mean, Conway and Dan after that, and got invited to Rough House, and obviously started taking it seriously and training properly. But yeah, this, the start of it for me was very raw, very, very naive, and very blind to. To actual real combat and, and MMA, but uh, you have to laugh about it. Yeah, yeah. that's you know I mean? well, a great origin story. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It makes me laugh when I look back how stupid I was. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm very glad my <clears throat> my path drifted that way. See, so we're here now. Yeah, speaking to your fine self, <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> so it all works out in the end, right? Oh, it, definitely.
0: It all works out in the end, definitely. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, um, but no, I'm yeah, very grateful for it. But yeah, if I hadn't met, met a junkie in Dean, who's, I still consider, consider a dear friend to this day. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, it sort of happens, so that's pretty cool.
0: Mm, it's just those moments of chance, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people think it's coincidence. Some people think it's destiny. Whatever the case, you, you've got to look back and marvel at those moments. Yeah, exactly. appreciate much, that moment. Yeah. I, I do, I
1: do, absolutely. How but much yeah.
0: like a, a, a small coincidental moment like that can alter your life in such yeah, a way. Exactly. Yeah,
1: because um, I, I don't know what I'd be doing otherwise. Well, that's
0: it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. another opportunity would have come along. Maybe, Maybe you have been so. at another show. Um, <clears throat> I think it probably would have. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think, you know, with your, your background in judo. And, Maybe. Maybe. You're clearly just, well, you're not just a fan of MMA, you clearly had that Best desire, yeah, that yeah, desire yeah. in you to want to fight yeah. and compete.
1: But yeah, but I also had no discipline and no direction Kind of lost myself a bit. That's why I said in first four fights. So I met yeah, Dan and Owen. I, I mean, Conway really got me Focused and motivated, and understanding that like, sh- striking—that's where I started with kickboxing with Owen, and just walking into that gym for the first time and seeing like, like combinations and a bounce and you know mm-hmm. leech, just just yeah simple thing like yo what's this? Yeah, you know what I mean, it just sparked my interest so much it was uh, yeah just yeah just and then stop drinking, stop. Obviously around that time I met my wife and stuff as well, and just yeah the stars aligned around that time. My wife meeting Owen and Dan, and just yeah. Yeah, led me led me into this this path in my life.
0: So let's go into that because that's mm. the original Rough House, mm. like, Rough House two yep. if you will, I guess. Yep. Um, but the original Rough House, what what was the gym like? Because I remember like Dan telling the stories on the squad that like it was literally like phone booth warfare. I'm guessing it was a pretty small gym, pretty small mat space. Yeah. What was the training like? What were the facilities like? And yeah. how did you progress under that team?
1: Yeah. Um, well, we, we didn't have a gym, it wasn't a gym with me. So Paul would do his striking with Rupert. Um, some of the guys do his striking elsewhere. Me, Dan, quite a few of the guys did that striking with Owen. Uh <clears throat> County, West West Wing or West Stand, in like a squash court. And then
0: So it wasn't even a purpose built facility. No, I had match down most
1: of the time. Yeah. But um and then the hall at the end, I would always go into like an hour circuit and then an hour pads, and then like an hour spa. A few times a week killers and then we'd go Leicester shoot and do our weight weights there and uh, do our weights at, at Leicester and then we'd go um where else would we go uh Lee, Lee Livingston's gym Bushido that was I say that was the the where the squad sessions took place do you know what I mean yeah, yeah but we just traveled around all day traveled around all day in and Enrage Fiesta put in my if I get a tenor in it bomb around and just train as much as I could in a day, not really have a pot to piss in, and just train multiple times a day, yeah, yeah that was it, did that that was it,
0: so then uh, this was around like two
1: thousand and five two thousand and six, yeah yeah, two thousand and six suppose two thousand seven yeah drift into it properly yeah
0: and then over the the next i mean what we're like twenty year almost twenty years down the line now from that, obviously yeah. you retired last year, you've had a massively successful career fought in pretty much every organization there is to fight in mm. talk me through like that journey because i kind of want to separate it into like your journey to the ufc and your fights there and then the journey afterwards because would you say that's, that's kind of like two stages to your career do you view it as that or um not so <clears throat> much
1: i don't know man the whole career was very confusing and uh like Matt at times, I was meant to be in the UFC and false promises and, you know, I don't know, from being on, on the fire and um, as an ultimate to winning. Being told i better beat Che Mills, I was going to be in the WEC and then I won the tournament in Holland, the four-man tournament, guaranteeing me a contract in Pride. And then that never materialised because we never put pen to paper so the USC bought that I didn't get in then then I signed with the IFL the USC bought them but that never happened because we never competed the British Bulldogs Ian Freeman's team um, that name was I member remember off the cuff about eight or nine yeah ridiculous. yeah They're a lot like of opportunities like loads, 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 loads of reasons I got yeah just a uh, bit ridiculous but really. I'm
0: guessing at, a, at what point when you started fighting sorry just to rewind when you in those early days did you kind of very quickly from the start I think yeah I want to go to the UFC I want to be straight at the top or was that something that came later at what point did you think yeah no, I want to yeah, fight in so, the UFC yeah, I want to fight the best in the world
1: yeah I think from the beginning I think I think I wanted to make yeah. this make this work and, and test myself um to the fullest that was always the goal um and obviously it didn't go to plan you, you know I remember getting to that first UFC fight and uh I hit a really good run before my joined done the shoot fighters. like one of the best decisions I ever made in my career. Um, they got me to the USC and they've you know wherever I am as a London the shoot fire ten and three. I've got a really good yeah. record.
0: Well, how many fights have you had at this point, and how many how many years of fighting?
1: Yeah, years by the time I got there. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. fifteen, like Back almost fifteen more. years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. well, what have been? Yeah, well over ten, ten or twelve. Very deep in what it been. What year was it? 2016? 2016 yeah so tw- 12 years you know what i mean to get there <clears throat> i just remember always had performance anxiety at certain times in my career and stuff um suffered quite bad uh, in my early career but then you know you had to win a fight i had no money like getting that few hundred pound win bonus would pay rent or give us so i always thought i was a lot but i went in a situation like, i was fighting yeah, for a dream and stuff following career but i was also fighting to feed a young well mountain bring money in for my wife and my, my young daughter and stuff. So, this this was your job? This was your Yeah, role. yeah. I so, like, <clears throat> added loads of pressure to men. Certainly, not making excuses, but there was a lot of other things as well. My own aspirations of doing well at it and just loads of, like, performance anxiety within myself. Um, but, yeah, when I got to the US, so I hit a good run before I was shoot. I would like, some good knockouts, beat some good guys, beat the number one contender in KSW at the time. Not a go out of the ring, beat Suarez at, uh Obviously, I got knocked out by Danny Roberts, know, though I thought the you know, fight was going well. I Got like knocked out, and I thought Suarez next. Who had had a war with Danny Danny Roberts, and I walked through Suarez within like a minute since joining this shoot. And I was like, found really good group: Mox, Ribeiro, I can't remember beat, I beat one more as well. Oh, Kovalev when I went out, and fought for Kadarov. I told like, him he was number seven Russian. Yeah, the, so uh, like, the fight in Chechnya. Yeah, so I hit like a mad. With tigers next Yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I hit like with a mad run of form. Be a top Russian, being really good guys. <clears throat> I thought, that's it. And then I got signed by the UFC when me and Joe were getting married in Florida. And I was like, this is it, this is it. And I think I would like, when I got back from my holiday and the, the wedding, I had like two or three weeks for the fight. So, I, but I trained my ass off on holiday, running like hell and Versa Climbers fans, over Versa, just shadow boxing. So the training for it wasn't great. For the, for the UFC debut. Because it was short notice, right? Yeah, short yeah. notice, yeah, yeah. But I took it, for. I've waited 12 years for this opportunity. You know what I mean? Can't so turn it I've down. Got, I can't turn it down, really. And I think I was in good shape and I probably came into the fight a bit too late. Whatever. Loads of excuses. But the main thing I, never, I remember is just the, the pressure I felt walking out. I just remember feeling, oh my God, I've waited 12 years to get here. And in a quickly going over it, you know, signing for the UFC is probably one of the worst things that ever happened for me. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, that fight and that experience of losing that, and the next fight, the eye poke, and just, it just it starts from it couldn't be further from aligning. And then obviously the failed drugs test, and it just spiked, and then I got depression, and it just like a sign for the S.C. Actually, gave me like the worst period in my life, or one one of the worst periods in my life, which is kind of ironic. But um, again, yeah, that was my path, was it? But uh, but yeah, so you know. That, you know be careful what you wish for yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah wait a long time to get there and it actually didn't work out so mm. you know but. yeah so
0: that's it you, you perceive something as like the fairy tale is the dream as like the end goal what's going to be like your golden era and for some people that works out and that's great and then for some other people it doesn't work out but then you have like a complete different experience a complete other experience period era where everything does align everything's yeah. clicking and you never even thought about it or foresaw that yeah, yeah. and i kind of feel like that's what happened after you left the ufc yeah yeah so you didn't get released did you you like you asked to yeah i wasn't released
1: yeah, you, yeah. Oh, sorry you didn't get cut you asked so, to be released no, yeah yeah are... sorry i didn't get cut yeah sorry yeah you didn't get cut you yeah, got yeah, a... you asked yeah, to I... be released <clears <clears throat> 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 yes yeah i didn't get cut there was no, uh still give me one more one more fight uh which again like uh again where jeff nabitsky was Fantastic that you side I supporting me, helped me prove that I was innocent in that all that, that drama and you uh, side were great and supportive and yeah that, that's
0: it. Well, I suppose that's important to say because obviously lots yeah, of people yeah. have varying things to say about you what was your experience yeah. of that whole process? Um,
1: well, obviously It's
0: obviously uh, very stressful. Yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. Of mean, on with the first USADA.
1: side of it, I thought, "What's this?" Like they wanted. To, well, obviously, first off, failing. And I was like, what, what's going on? Because I'd had blood tests. I'd had, uh, I don't know, six, eight urine tests, one blood, obviously passed everything. Because I wasn't stupid. If I was going to cheat, I wouldn't be taking this thing that I was Austrian or whatever. I didn't even know what it was at the time, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and then I failed a test and I'm like, okay. Thinking, obviously, I've not done this. I need to prove it. And then... They said, Oh, send me every product you, te- you-, you took in this period. Okay, okay. Uh, we want $1,000 to test every product. I wrote a list of like eight products from protein porridge to protein bars <clears throat> to BCAs to, to caffeine pre workouts. And I was like, Yo, a thousand? This was, and I, bear in mind, my first UFC fight after all the cuts I made about two grand. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my full time job. I had an pots pissing. I went in, like PTs, I my business, like, so yeah, where are you going to get It's just money before from. Christmas. I've got my wife, two small kids, and I've got about two grand in the bank. You want me to pay about eight grand to test some products to prove me innocent? I can't do this. You know, Jeff uh obviously believed me, believed everything I told him. Uh, Onye, I can't remember his name, the head of USAID. Anya, that's what I remember, like, a, like an African guy. Um, he was fantastic. And do you know what? Yeah, I, I believed it could be one of three products. So I think I sent. Two of them, two or three. And anyway, and that was it. And they and they they didn't they didn't charge me because I knew I'd Yeah. Yeah, they, they really helped me out. They really helped me out. And then, yeah, and it was a long process, loads of in and outs, but I'd sent I'd send, but, so when the product gets made, it gets made in a batch. And uh obviously I'd open and use it, so I couldn't send the one that I'd used. <clears throat> so I went and back, bought some more, but it was a different batch, but same flavour, same brand, everything, but from the shop and bought it. Just sent that, and I thought I'd be all right. And then people like, um, oh, what's his name? Tim Kennedy, yeah, not Kennedy, no, no, I forget his name, Tom Lawler, yeah, Tom Lawler, Tom yeah, Lawler, yeah. sorry, and uh, I think Tim,
0: Tim Means as well. I think Tim Means went through something that was the yeah, the no, quite a few have been through it, like yeah, after yeah. I
1: realized, but yeah, Tom, uh, Tom Lawler messaged me, you know, okay, because he'd gone through the same, and he spent 50 grand or something ridiculous because he'd been a, a, like a, a body power. Testing loads of stuff. And he said that's what he <laughs> Jesus, is. so
0: he'd like put his, yeah, his he, drink under the, no, the fountain yeah, of flavours. No,
1: so, yeah, basically, yeah. So he'd gone around <laughs> testing all these products at like a seminar, like a body power, and like got popped after. Yeah. And he was like, I've got two young kids, mate. Uh, and I was like, but i will be all right innit because like I ain't took me mate. And like uh I ain't took anything. And I sent the product, he went, Your chances are so slim, because if it's a contaminated batch that's just in that batch that's been made, it's contaminated from the previous product. He said like prepare yourself, mate. Like, this, this mm. might not be good. I was like, what the hell? Like, then my ass dropped out. Like, what? Anyway, and that was the, that's there for a few months. Long and short of it, in a period, you USADA had um, bought their own product multiple times. Three or four batches had been tested over a period of six months. Every single product had tested positive. The company were put it in and not declaring it on the ingredients. Mm. I think, I don't want to say the company's name. I actually can't remember it correctly. It was a British company. I think they've changed the name. The, um, they, yeah, they put putting in to boost it. And anyway, they're now looked into like potentially suing them and going to, to court and stuff. And, uh, so obviously Romero made the same thing as me. Romero yeah. got millions in America, but it's very different there. Yeah. Yeah. It's very different, different there. It's yeah. System. And I think they could just fold the company. Like it looks like they've done and changed the name. So I probably would have got their money out of them. And the solicitor I spoke to, I spoke to a real top solicitor. And he was like, look, realistically, you're talking 12,000 pound minimum, even, um, take this to court. Uh you sorta said they'll send me all the paperwork, all the evidence proving it and everything. Jeff as well, like, if you want to pursue it, Remember. and And I looked into it and it's like I got told twelve grand minimum at the time. I was like, No way, I can't afford that.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? I just and I was proven innocent. I was uh, asked for asked for a release from you. usa I didn't want to fight no more. Like so I had depression. I got depressing you know, I with yeah. depression. So yeah, it was always just a mad time. But um but yeah, that was that. And that was that. I just walked away. And that was it. And, and
0: then, you didn't have the intention to fight genuinely again? Genuinely didn't
1: have the intention to fight. Didn't have the intention to fight. And then literally Bellator messaged me, uh, offered me a fight for good money. They offered me a fight for me a contract. And I just thought, I was in a mess, and I just thought, that's good money, and I had no money. <laughs> so I just signed it and I genuinely didn't think, yes, I'm gonna fight. I didn't think I was. I was. I was still. No. No, I don't know. But I signed it anyway. Because it what's the harm? Yeah,
0: yeah. What's <laughs> so you
1: know, yeah. the your arm often, You're I mean, not going to fight. you all know, and then, so. then most the time, you think, you know, I do want to fight, and that offer not being there, so I signed it. And then, yeah, over time, so getting out of depression and took took t- 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 a fight, and yeah, started again, and had a really good run, and got all the way to the some good guys and got to the Cage Warriors world title and
0: yeah, um, you had like what a five six fight win five. streak
1: yeah four or five weren't it yeah, yeah yeah. and and turned it around and and got to where I wanted to be so I always wanted to achieve back in the early I always wanted to be Cage Warriors world champion at the start before USC but obviously Dan was always um, my predecessor you yeah, know he was he was the guy there before me so I was always like you know the guy behind Dan and Dan was all the champions at my weight um and that was brilliant, you know. Some of the best times of my life, watching them win them titles and being, you know, on these undercards and stuff. So I never thought about, but I always thought, oh, one day I wish, one day I wish I get to be Cage Boys world champion because I thought it was so cool. So whatever it was, twenty years later, full <laughs> circle. I, I got it. I got it. So that was the icing on the cake at the end of. Certainly after all that U, USC and um, you know all that drug stuff and bad, yeah, bad experiences. It was nice yeah. to to go and catch that in my career anyway. At least I got that.
0: What do you think changed for everything to kind of like click and fall into place in that period, in that win streak? Was it something, do you think it was more a mindset thing where you were kind of in life as a whole, just in a better place? Or do you think you'd kind of figured something out in terms of training and your style?
1: No, I think it was mental. I think the performance anxiety dissipated a little bit. The only time I felt a bit weird was was the Reese fight, lot going on and um, all this. I put things made this the last dance and all this, and again not making excuses, but puts a lot
0: of pressure on it though, doesn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that that was a bit of a, a weird one for me mentally. But um, as far as the fights, like literally just yeah, enjoying them. Like when I had um, like depression, so I said I'll never be this slow again, uh, and kind of. Having the fight, in hindsight from that, it's like, like what am I even worrying about as mm-hmm. much? So I think that was a big part of me, having them good performances and wins just because I was enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm fighting, this is what I want to do. I'm, I'm blessed. I was there and now I'm here. Now I can fight and do what i enjoy enjoying. Like, it doesn't really matter if I win or lose. Like, you know, this is it. This is just do it for fun and, and have some fights. And, and that was it, really. I think, like you just said, yeah, just the, the mental side of it. it took the pressure. But yeah, right? uh, shifted into a totally different perspective with it I think you know and having that security of having you know not fighting to
0: <clears throat> live that's it because you had coaching then at that point yeah so you, had so, you know disability
1: as well that made a That's I, I certainly blame blame yourself you make your own look and blame but certainly in myself blame myself for not man managing and self managing in my head <clears throat> and early pressures of money and stuff. I should have been more proactive. I should have had other things in line. Do you know what I mean? I should have got a little business on the go at the same time. And, but then that's so difficult but, to do. Yeah, when you're trying but to I was young, I, I was young and I wasn't that way inclined. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, hindsight's a fantastic thing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, all these all these excuses that I had at the time, and not now, I mean, at the time in my head, Like looking back, if that was me now, I'd remedy it. I'd, no, it do this do this and yeah. outside this you know what i mean that's part of growing up isn't it that's what comes I'm, with the experience yeah, like i'm 40 next month and i finally feel like i'm just getting my 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 shit in line as a, as a man and as an adult and as a husband and a dad and a coach and as a person right i'm a little bit late to the party right i
0: don't know but you know, yeah. maybe maybe like there's too much pressure for us you know what i mean maybe what's considered late for the party isn't late for the party at all maybe yeah. you know that's really how it takes to try yeah exactly
1: mistakes and uh
0: yeah there's a lot lessons. to navigate like being yeah. a man being an adult and especially yeah, yeah. if you're trying to pursue something like yeah, being the yeah. best in the world at something yeah. is how would I say is, is dangerous intense as high octane as mm. fighting mm. like it's, it's there these are difficult life's difficult enough as it is yeah yeah um yeah, add this on top. It's going to take a while to navigate it all. Yeah, yeah,
1: to figure it out. Yeah. Alongside, like you say, day-to-day life.
0: Yeah, having a family. All,
1: and all the other stuff, finances and, yeah. yeah. But I feel like, like I say, I'm hoping when I turn 40 next month. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm thinking I'm in a good place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging because I know then I've got a
1: <laughs> I, good I would, 15
0: years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, yeah, obviously, you know, it out
1: look, we all make mistakes, is it? I mean, yeah. Mistake, mistakes in one sense. They're good at you yeah, because they make you appreciate and focus on what's right and um, things like that, you know, change your, you know, whether that's from training or day-to-day life, you know, the mistakes in combat, the mistakes in life, moulders into making the right decisions and, and, and the right pathways in all areas. So, as hard as some mistakes can be to, to swallow, you know, it makes you who you are so life's life isn't it yeah so all them bad bad experiences all them losses you know i'm, I'm grateful for it all to be honest yeah you know i mean
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think i think that's the not just the best i think that's the only perspective you can have yeah it's like oh yeah, but, yeah. oh i made all these mistakes yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, you know yeah, nothing man. nothing but bad has come of them yeah
1: no it's, you've got to be grateful yeah it? yeah you can't you can't can't change it it's it's understanding it isn't it and uh and yeah and making the the changes that's what i feel like you know what i mean yeah so that's that's about at the minute
0: (laughs) so then transitioning from fighting to coaching yeah and we've already alluded to this obviously Mm. you know at the start you weren't coaching um it was something that came in later and it obviously had its benefits talk to me about when you started coaching why you started coaching did it just kind of come about by chance you were Becoming more experienced, that people were looking to you for coaching and guidance, or did you kind of actively think, "I want to start coaching," "I want to start taking classes"? What was the process, and when did that happen?
1: Bit of a conflicting answer because I think I went into the coaching to have some sort of income, as such. But then on the flip side, I was uh, sixteen. I was um, Paul Bennett was my coach at Market Bosworth, and he was getting a bit old. I was coaching kids and adults at Market Bosworth Junior Club. I was running that club at sixteen. I was like the main coach there at 16. so And I loved it. And My dad said, always remember how much you loved coaching. Um, I can't really remember it, but I know that happened and I did mm. that and I've always, I think I've got that coaching inside me. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy coaching. Obviously doing it along the fighting, yeah, it was more of a, I think, to, to, at the start anyway, to give me some, some, some sort of income. And obviously over the years, it became more serious and the lads getting good fighters and it just progressing it's that snowball effect yeah kind of drifted into being everything for me do you know what I mean Um I love coaching I love coaching I love when the lads fight I love watching them get better I love seeing them perform and try and be there I think watching be there to um try and steer them right not make my mistakes and stuff you know what I mean
0: well, that's the benefit of having yeah. a coach like you he's, that's so he's been experienced. Through, been through the mill of it. Yeah, there's so yeah, many I mean. mistakes that yeah. we, you know. If we listen to you and take your advice, yeah, yeah. we won't have to make. Yeah, because you've I been think, there uh, before. I think
1: as well with like, uh, God man, I got to say names, but that's some dodgy people around me as I'm fighting. That's some good people, but that's some dodgy ones. Loads who know me know my journey, know I'm about it right now, <laughs> and having that people around you. And all these false promises and bad advice it's like it's again along with all the bad decisions i made and the bad losses some of the people i had around me you were probably you, like, inheriting we're some of their bad decisions we're, we're Horrific, like. Like, i'm talking like yeah like gangsters <laughs> the, the back in <laughs> then, like, and they're representing you and you're not professional speaking to these promoters, man horrific horrific like it gives me yeah. anxiety because some of the decisions are, are allowed to happen horrific uh i want to be there for the guys you know, and, and, and help them choose the right pathway and the right decisions and, yeah, man, I'm mad. I mean, yeah, hopefully, but I know 100%, none of, none of the guys at this gym in their MMA career will go for anything through anything I've gone through. As soon as I see any sort of red flag or or anything like that, that's one thing. That's why I believe coaching is my true calling. And I think over the last couple of years, certainly since we've been here, Colville as well, i drifted into, now have retired as well, do you know what I mean? retired as well I've drifted into, into um but yeah it's my day to day job I love it the lads are doing really well and I'm excited for my future as a coach do you know what I mean I'm excited for my, for my future as a coach and yeah every day's uh every day's good in it you know what I mean try and better myself and obviously got myself going back to London now I want to keep evolving as a coach and um constantly learn off them boys as well and just keep trying to bring bits and bobs back and I feel like me and Joe are a really good team we complement you two well obviously Joe with his fantastic jiu-jitsu uh, and my scrambly wrestling and pressures and the, the MMA side of it I just think we bounce off each other really well as a coaching team I think we do a good job and I think it shows on the mats the lads in all ranges from striking to wrestling to the ground the jiu-jitsu ground, obviously winning competitions like yourself. But you strike well even though you don't think you do, you know what I mean, you move well, I think everyone's um, solid all-round um, MMA fighters and jiu-jitsu fighters, I think they're good, they're good, at, they're good at both, and I think we're doing the right things, I think we're doing the right things, and it's very exciting, and I think mm. some of the guys, you know, this next couple of years, you know, Chris going pro, Jack going pro, Ella going pro, you know, Jake and Zach, in, in behind and you know it's exciting times yeah it? Johnny Oak's looking fantastic you know I don't want to forget anyone's name in it but you know as if Josh is going to get back onto it seriously and you know so much talent in the room so much talent in the room it's super exciting and I believe you know three or four years we'll look out in a hard window on a on a Wednesday morning or Wednesday night and we'll have guys you know in the top promotion in the world and doing really well and hopefully making you know a, a, a living and a career doing what they love and me and Joe can go spit bucket and uh <laughs> have some good experiences and some good 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 victories, good nights with them, you know what I mean? That's why I, I believe that's that's generally gonna happen.
0: Yeah, no I do as well. And um yeah, just kind of go off on a, a tangent though I quickly um like a memory that popped back into my head. Uh obviously like that's all great, but I think what we've already got is is so special in the sense that like when I first started training, when I first came up to Colville, which was like
1: four and a half years ago now. Yeah, it would have been when it with COVID and everything. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? But I
0: came up like I had my like my training contract done in London, set mm. with, with a law firm. I was just getting yeah. back into training like, as a, something to do in my gap year. Yeah. And to me, I was so, like, financially focused, so money-minded. Yeah, yeah. That I remember, like, coming, starting training. And at first I was like, these guys, like, they're dedicating their life. And, like, I, was, I don't know, like, they don't seem to be worrying about me. Like, it was, it was strange to me. It was yeah, yeah. N- novel to me. I, yeah. I, like, couldn't understand it. I was like, they, they're so happy. They seem like so feel just to come to training every day. Yeah. Not thinking about, like, you know, how they're going to make this amount of money, this amount of money, how they're going to get, you know, to this step and this step in life. Mm. And then very quickly, like, I got it. Mm. Like, because I fell in love with training so much. Like, with with you guys, like I said, under yours and Joe's coaching and the the tight-knit group that we have. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I I completely fell in love with training, as you know, and I very quickly realized, yeah, of course they're not thinking about money. They're just enjoying coming to the gym every day, training, and yeah, fighting, of course, competing, getting better, um, but yeah, I, I got that very quickly. So I think it, it's it's so special that we we have something where you can take the money, take the career, all of that out of it, and it's still worth it to come here and train every yeah. day. But then add that back in, and like we've got so much to look forward to, so much to be yeah, excited yeah. for coming in oh, the future. So. Um, so. Yeah, it's a very special thing.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And you know yourself as well. What you what you went through to follow. You know what I mean, <laughs> to be yeah, a, yeah it was you, a pretty pretty a, rogue you, move. It was pretty pretty what? Rogue. It was a pretty, pretty rogue pretty move. Rogue, pretty brave, but very admirable, mate. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm tired about it. it but to yeah, me, yeah, what, to what you did. Obviously, he was. Uh,
0: and I think it was maybe some of the revert or like the same thing on your side. Because I think you should to understand why I wanted to give that up at first, mm-hmm. didn't you? Because yeah, it was like a stable,
1: yeah, stable yeah, paycheck. Yeah. yeah. Um, but money comes and goes in it exactly and happiness, exactly you happy. yeah so what's the point and you took a step which i'd say 95 99 percent of people wouldn't so it's very admirable and you're happy and look and it's all worked out mm. you've got you know a good job of doing yeah good, yeah doing again the stars aligning, so like coincidences and i mean he's very admirable when i do think that and i never told you oh, thank so, you but I do oh it. I, cheers I mean, man i for I, 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 I appreciate
0: that. that. I'd love to it's say it was like show. some really brave decision, but it was purely for the fact I could not stomach. Yeah, you know what well, I mean. It wasn't that reason, life that, compared yeah. to the life I'd been living before. It. So I'd, I'd love to yeah. pretend it was like really courageous and stuff, but it was just it was like it was, love was love love. like necessity to me. Yeah, I was really. like, I can't yeah, love live love. like this. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I can't go from no the life love. I've had. Yeah, no matter how much money. Yeah, we yeah. actually talked about it in the car
1: on the way back from the comp. She was set to have some very very good.
0: Yeah, he was, yeah on, he was on good money. Yeah, bro. But
1: as you progress, I know you was on yeah, Very money. good. Very In,
0: very in good. fact, like literally almost to the day, it'll be two years next week, would mark the date that I would completely finish my training and it would be a, a sizable jump. Yeah. It was good money anyway. Yeah, it yeah, would yeah. be a sizable jump. Yeah, And to me, like that, it's just proof in the pudding because I don't think for a second oh i should have stuck it out yeah and um on the yeah. way back from the comp in the car yesterday we talked about like how you know how much money would it you know would you, would you live in we're talking about china like nathan had been to yeah, china yeah, and joe yeah. was like oh me personally wouldn't want to live in china i said no not for me it, me either and max said not even for x amount of money and i said i couldn't live in london yeah, for x yeah. amount of money yeah exactly yeah. and yeah, yeah it's it's um i suppose it's not just reassuring but uh not a relief well how, how would i describe it it, it, it's good that I'm not looking back and thinking, oh, my God, "I made the wrong decision." Like, yeah, why yeah, didn't yeah, I stay yeah, yeah. there and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, sell out for the money? Like, there's not a day that goes by where I regret the decision I made. It was the right decision, and like I yeah, yeah. said, for me, it wasn't like it was something to me that was brave and courageous. I just thought it feels like necessity to me.
1: Necessity, but still, pretty sick step though. Yeah. yeah. I know you say it was necessary, but you still took it. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? you yeah, still did yeah, it. You yeah. still did it. It's not easy. Mm. A lot of people wouldn't. Even though he thought, like, even if not a, people, a lot of people in jobs are not happy with, live the whole life in jobs are not happy with. Why? Because again, not the work brain was to walk away. Mm, still, yeah. you still brave to take, take a step, mate, and follow your dreams and do what you want to do. So, don't don't pay off too much. Uh, yeah, not an easy thing to do. I appreciate it even, even though he was unhappy, it's still fucking a hard yeah. thing to do, hundred percent. You know what I mean? And I'm just glad that everything's going well for you with this and work and your training. Good man. Yeah. Good.
0: Well. Like is again going back to the same point. Would uh, would I have made the same decision if I'd been training, doing a bit of training in my gap here at another gym? Where yeah, I'd, I'd go, I'd train, I'd I'd learn some moves, get better, develop my craft. But I didn't have the same kind of you know brotherhood and community as I did yeah. here. Would I have made the same decision?
1: Probably not. Probably yeah, not. And I do think we have some special there. Yeah, I do believe that. I do believe that. Even uh, when Mark was over last week, he said some nice things to Joe and stuff. And people would come in and say say the same thing. Do you know what I mean? So that's it's it nice to be part of it, innit? Yeah. You know what I mean, but I do think I've got something special here. Definitely. Not just talent and um, and, and 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 work ethic and stuff. Just yeah, personalities and people. Like that yeah, people. Yeah, like that yeah. that core of yeah. yeah, love and respect between us all, innit? Do you know what I mean? I think it's important. Do you know what I mean? certainly makes it uh, when you walk into the gym and you can you know you hear a horror stories about some gym and when oh, you walk in it's edgy and attitudes and we really haven't got that here so we don't want that here so that's uh, so it's good it's good good. It mm. makes me happy that I know people are happy and, yeah. and you know what I mean and, and then on the flip side getting the results and and you know seeing that you know improvement on the mats as well and so yeah it's going alright at the minute gotta keep working hard long way to go where we need to be but we're starting pretty strong. I think it's a a year next month, isn't it? We've we'll had the whole gym going here.
0: Yeah, yeah, the whole, the whole facility. Yeah, so it'll since November,
1: but it'll be a year in March. You know where we're at. Not not a bad first year, I, I believe. I'm sure Brett might say different with the, <laughs> of the finances and stuff. But but, but, you know,
0: but what what you know they're measuring different metrics. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like I think, the, I think on the on, side of that.
1: my metric, I think they would agree. Absolutely. On the side of their, 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 their yeah. metric, I think they're started to relax maybe a tad <laughs> finally, <laughs> but, um, yeah, obviously, yeah. Without them, we wouldn't be able to be as well. So that's no, absolutely. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eternally grateful. Man?
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Let's go into the logistics of okay. it's a bit more of a uh, coaching. Yeah, Like I said, this isn't something that's, uh, relevant at the moment, <laughs> but fighting and coaching how yeah. difficult is it to balance those two endeavors do you find it difficult do you have advice for people that do it because there's lots of people that have to do it now like you yeah, said there's a I mean, form of income lesbian, yeah people they've got a really coach it. and fight yeah what advice do you have to to those people and, and how how did you find that
1: it is hard. it is odd. certainly in camp and stuff you do neglect your fighters a little bit i believe i've learned a lot of lessons as a coach in the last 18 months a hell of a lot of lessons hell of a lot and now uh, again throughout life when I say actually you know I say I've got my shit in order at forty, uh, personally and, and bits and bobs but I think uh, I've not got my code I've not got it in order perfectly yet and I need to keep improving and evolving I think I'll go on to the death dialogue and I accept that I understand that but um, it's uh, it's hard to do both it is hard to do both certainly in camp I, don't think, I think out of camps you can find to train and I train a few times a week now I mean, I train three or four times a week. Don't do no cardio. Don't do no weights because I'm always I'm always coaching. I'm sitting and watching the lads, and and and, and that's I'm happy as long as I keep my, my hand in the tick over. You know what I mean? I like to stay sharp, and I like to get on the mat and stuff. That's that's fine for me at the minute. But uh, yeah, it's a little bit selfish to to to, to fight at a high level and and coach. It's a little bit. But like you say, if you haven't got the choice, then you know you have to. On the flip side try and, try and under, understand that a little bit, innit? Um, but I think I, I managed it as well as I could when, when I was competing and stuff. Um, would I say I'd never fight again? I feel me and Joe talk about it quite a lot. I think if the right option came up, but I don't think it wouldn't take, I'd sacrifice like uh, PT's and stuff. It wouldn't take my attention away from the boys as much as it, as it has done at times. Uh and I feel I'm focused on all the boys a lot better than I've been in the past and stuff. So I don't think... I think I could maybe do another fight if I wanted to and it wouldn't affect the situation as much as it had done from lessons learned, I feel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, time, time you've strength. got the
0: experience. I've got the
1: experience how to man-manage it better now, but I certainly feel a point, it, yeah, it probably didn't neglect me, my coaching role. As Just regarding just maybe in focus. Even though I may have been on the mat, fatigue, calorie deficit, tired you know what I mean Half <laughs> conscious whatever it may be do you know what I mean I like, feel even in small fractions it affects it so but um, on the flip side if I did get offered a fight at my, if I'm still capable at my age if I did get offered a fight and it was right would I take it I, I couldn't say no I think I may because i love to compete and whilst I'm still physically able I think if I got offered something that I'm able to do and it could give me some financial uh, stability I think I'd Regret not doing it, you know what I mean. And I think I couldn't man- manage it a lot better than I had done in the past. So that kind of kind of answers it. I think. I think so. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I think I, yeah, I think it does obviously affect your coaching. If that's you know, what I mean to do your sole job well, but
0: yeah, I, think, I guess from a logistical standpoint, because you're trying to basically balance two jobs. Yeah, but as well, to... I yeah. mean, like I said, like I'm not even fighting MMA. I'm. Just you know, grappling, and for me, when I've got big comps, big matches coming up, mentally, I'm in so much more of an intense and selfish place because I've just got that tunnel vision. Tunnel vision
1: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I imagine from a mindset from a yeah, so, perspective, that, yeah. that's
0: maybe even more difficult than the, the logistics of it. Would you say, or yeah. like I said, there's so
1: much going on. Yeah, 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 deficit, yeah, yeah. yeah. From sessions. Yeah, I think, yeah. It looks like, like I feel terrible and carrying deficit, calorie deficit, and, and all that jazz, and yeah, just fatigue. It's a lot of training, but. I think I can make it, make it work, if the right thing. I got offered to it the other day, and it did tickle my fancy. Okay. But we'll see. Time is not right. I booked me uh, and my, missus, made my missus, uh 40th trip, and it's only a few weeks after that. So, and I ended up with no money either. That's would be financially right. Because, one, not only uh, taking time away from PTs and stuff, if injuries and stuff, you know, what I mean, it's got to be right. If you're going to do it, it's got to be right financially. It's going to affect your income on the other side. You know what I mean? Even after the fight, if you get injured, you break your hand, the can't PT, so you yeah. lose money there. So it has to be, has to be right financially. But it did tickle my fancy, to be honest. But we'll see. i will asked them what sort of money they're talking, but they ain't got back. Yeah. So, Are there any details you can share? Or? Yeah. So I don't know if I can see the guy's name, but it was um, it was uh, BKFC. Okay. Um, and I, I, had a bit, I'd, I don't want to fight MMA, but the guy—I don't know if I say his name. Don't want to cause trouble. Well, if he if he listens, he's asked for me. I'm more okay. than happy. Yeah, I'm more than happy to fight. Him. Yeah, more than happy to fight him. That's, That's intriguing. I,
0: Is it British guy?
1: It's a of? British guy. Yeah, 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 British guy. Yeah, on the, on the BKFC, uh, England or Britain. Um, and I, I think it's great fight. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be fun. Uh, he's trained he's trained. He to, he's trained at shoot before, so I've got I know I know a bit about him and uh so i will be more than happy to drop down to one hundred and sixty five pounds to fight him. But timing wise, like I said, I've got this safari books for me and my wife's fortieth, three weeks after. It needs to be paying well so I keep my diet good on my safari or a later date or the conversation needs yeah. to go a little bit deeper than me just saying I'm happy, for him saying he wants to fight me and He's being respectful of it. I believe. I believe he's being respectful of And I'm being respectful of that. I think it'd be a good fight. I think it'd be a fun fight. He's uh, talented and stuff. And I think it'd be good. But um, I need to know like, money and stuff. And if there's any move on dates and stuff like that. But it did spark my interest. And if all the other stuff aligned, would I do it? 100%. But it's got to be right. Got to be right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it would be good. It would be good. I've always, I've always, wanted, I've, I've always thought about doing it. I can
0: it? see the excitement yeah. in your eyes as yeah. you're saying it.
1: Yeah, I thought when it was the COVID about the, the bare knuckle, hadn't I? it not I? Like yeah, it tinkered. was on the cards before, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was tinkered and mentioned a couple of times. And then
0: Cage Warriors
1: came. Cage Warriors know. came and the bare knuckle offered me, they offered me very good money. And yeah, the money was better there and the opportunity and stuff. So if the stars allowed me, we could do it. We'll <laughs> see. And then, they say I've done pretty much everything then. Yeah. Do you know Yeah,
0: what I mean? well, yeah on that note... I have some quick fire questions, and uh, this wasn't going to be the first one. But on that note, I will ask this as the first one: If you could only choose one discipline to train for the rest of your life, just one discipline of martial arts, what would it be?
1: What, so one of the MMA disciplines. One discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truthfully, yeah. never gonna end this. Where am I now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm loving my jiu-jitsu i love jiu-jitsu i love my jiu-jitsu i think i'm rolling really well the I moment. i feel really good on the ground i, saw some, I feel like i saw some leaping bows on the ground this last year i've got loads better loads about so really loving the jiu-jitsu absolutely
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: what do you think do you think um yeah what, 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 why do you think that do you think it's because of uh, not, not that striking it's not intricate of course it is but you know what I mean like Jiu Jitsu it has a certain kind of mental and problem solving aspect
1: yeah I mean obviously but the striking does as well yeah, uh, yeah of course and the wrestling as well I mean I love the war I love the wrestling and, and, and all that side of it as well um, yeah but the Jits I think it's just there's obviously your fundamental principles of Jiu Jitsu all your different areas all your different scenarios and your, your techniques and patterns but then always someone is evolving a new variation. Or there's something new coming out. Or it, it drifts in a tangent of being more scrambly and, and then it'll go to this and it will be more like and I just like, it's just it never It's never static. Yeah, it never stays exact. Yeah, it's always evolving, isn't it? It's always changing. I know striking evolves and, and stuff, but I don't know, just with the jiu-jitsu, for me it's like, yeah, it's just the constant evolution and like you know, when I go with I don't know, when I see Kev. Unbelievable next level, whoa, oh, mind blown. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you see something like, wow, when I go to Alexis, like even this last couple of weeks, obviously, it's all MMA stuff, he's been showing me some stuff on the butterflies. I'm just like, yeah, brilliant, mate. Like, nothing I haven't seen before, but I haven't seen it before. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's that. A mean, different I,
0: shade, different shade of a color that you see. think seen that sums
1: before. it up. No, obviously, I understand the principle of passing the butterfly guard, I can pass a butterfly guard. I've had my butterfly guard passed and past many butterfly guards. But you just showed me a way and understanding they doing it a bit different. I never thought of that. Or when I pass it, not seeing on my knees sitting on it and just just that, just that. Like showing me something you like, yeah, it's just it's just that. It makes you smile. And I really enjoy it at the minute. I really enjoyed it. Enjoy the jiu jitsu. A hell of a lot. Hell of a lot. And listen, if if I don't fight again, I I, I think I'd like to compete this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we're in February. I think I'd like to compete this year. I'll come with you boys, and I was just just some of you guys. Claris ADCC. Hey, we'll just come and do some of you boys, isn't it? Just coming out for the day out and, and do some do a comp, do, do a comp, do a comp. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I, I'm missing competing, and I'm getting fat. <laughs> you're not getting,
0: you're not getting fat. For me, I'm
1: getting fat. If I'm sitting around 93 90, 90, 90 kilos, <laughs> and I've got this big belly here, that's me getting fat. And I don't, I'm not doing no cardio, so I think. I think it's important for me to have, even if I compete in no-gi. It, it makes mean, you I'm, live a healthier 100%, lifestyle. I 100% live a healthier lifestyle. My mental health's better as well. My own mental health. I mean, I'm always, you know, obviously I've got to be always happy and stuff, you know what I mean? But like everyone, I have my days. Do you know what I mean? Um, in myself. Because that's just normal human nature. But I always got to be, you know, yeah, and try yeah. and be anyway. And uh, What do you think
0: it is about that? Because so many people share that, I'll definitely share that as well. Um, the need to be competing, not just progressive, but competing to have like, a certain kind of happiness and fulfilment about you. What, what, what do you think that is? What do you think? That I think comes it's from?
1: just it's, it gives it's the challenge, isn't it? I think it's challenge, I think yeah. it's uh,
0: focus. Do you, you think it's like wired into us? Well, yeah, probably mean, is well, I think it's wired into I mean, us so. evolution. Like, right? Yeah, well yeah. I mean yeah. So
1: if we didn't compete or fight or progress, we died. Yeah. That's just that, how it was. Yeah, that's and it, that's still right? there, and even even though the yeah, world's changed. That's you know, still there in, in us. That's in us, isn't it? And I think, yeah, that for myself, it's the goal set to have the goal, and yeah, the that, 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 yeah, so in of competition, just working for something. Do you know what I mean? It's just, and then with myself, certainly diet, shocking, get 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 a match, get a, get a fight. I'll clean my diet up, and I won't drift, and I'll be good on my diet. You know, I think that's important. Certainly, as you might, I need to, I need. I think I need something because I've gone into a bit of a hole with my diet and my cardio. I've not done it in a long time. I mean, I need something to break the back of it. And I really appreciate it and understand after that match, Jiu-Jitsu match, or after that BKB fight to not do, you nearly, well, you'll be 40 by then. You're 40 now, Jimmy. Right. Not balloon up again. But I think I need something to break the back of it to make no. it an easy transition to cleaning my shit up a little bit.
0: You, so. you could challenge yourself to do a 40-day fast we've just started lent yeah yeah 40 days in the desert no food or you'd rather just fight i
1: I'll fight bro. yeah <laughs> <That> would, <laughs> i i'll just be miserable doing that yeah. I'm, gonna miserable, I'm gonna be miserable doing the fight in the camp but at least it's that thing to just
0: yeah you know,
1: yeah domino's is just around the corner from me bro <laughs> It's like on the phone. I ring him there. It's like there. Ten minutes. What was the number one cheat meal? I don't know, mate. I honestly don't know. I mean everything. Yeah. Yesterday had a Chinese mum and dad. weren't the best. My belly's a bit bad this morning. Uh, A Chinese my missus, on Friday. Just at home with with the wife on Friday. I can't remember the day before that. We didn't. We're not at good. I had a bit of stuff with uh, my wife's nana this week, so a little bit of excuse. My missus just cook healthy meals every day. To be fair. I do eat shit before a healthy meals. And yeah, yeah. you every eat day, that
0: healthy meal, you just eat. So I'll eat a green bowl every
1: afternoon. I <laughs> eat pretty well in the morning, every day, most days. And then it depends on how I'm being. I might have a couple packs of Chris in the afternoon and then get over and have my, my, wife's meal, healthy, nice meal. And then it'll be two or three bags of sweets or another pack of Chris after most days of the week. That's the general unhealthy, but this week could have been kind of busy with our man every day, every night, last three or four nights and, oh, chipper. The kebab chip in Maybe like this
0: shit. is the key to success. What? Maybe this is what people are missing.
1: What the terrible diet? Chinese, yeah, chip. Yeah, but I feel like a uh, couple of heart members. This <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely definitely sure. get back on the on sure. the track of the diet there. I have saying it's indigestion. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, it I'm gonna feel like that. Yeah, it's bad. Get I this, get, I mean, this get, get this man a match. Get this man a match. BKC, send the right money. You <laughs> <See laughs> <that I mean? laughs>
0: On the topic of jits this is another quick fire question I've got yeah. noted down. And you can, you can only name three. Okay? okay. It's a strict question. You can only name three. The three best people you've ever rolled with.
1: Oh, bloody hell. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And you can't say three and then start giving honourable no, mentions okay, so to the top three. I can't even think. Obviously, it got to be Victor and Bradley because I've with him for quite a long time, didn't I? Well, as in roll as in giving me like beating me up give me like just, just
0: like whoever you've grappled with whoever you've rolled with and thought yeah like they're they're good there's loads like, they're good yeah, yeah obviously they're, i think there's loads they're good but that's it the, the, yeah it's the free so lovely, victor three. and rally probably victor yeah.
1: Ra- victor esteema
0: rally esteema
1: i can't be going on to put, to put in that free. yeah uh, so I think I just want to shoot so many good guys. That shoot to say one, well, I don't know. Ah, good question. I can't think. Um, oh, Kev as well. Kev, of course. Kev always had great roles with Kev. Yeah, yeah I'll say m Okay, say yeah, I'm free. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, McCalce
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. gonna be. Oh, upset. fuck,
1: fuck, fuck. <laughs> of course, Paul. I mean? I mean? Shane, these guys that I roll with yeah, yeah there's, so lo- there's loads I there's, there's loads there's loads you said you three that was five no that was no no I no, no. was five we can't see you did it okay okay you did that you said no not <laughs> technically i didn't say it but i, I told you i, I asked press question agree.
0: strictly and then i and then i purposely broke it
1: <laughs> but there's so many in it you're, yeah so many
0: i was going to ask you as well you said for you if you could only train one discipline for the rest of your life it'd be jiu-jitsu I think so. for someone let's say a young kid growing up, a young man, whatever case, but for just someone kind of off the street, if they said, I want to train a martial art, but hypothetically, I can only train one, what discipline would you choose for like kind of everyone to learn? Would that be jujitsu as well?
1: I think, yeah, along the lines, it, no, I think, I think if jujitsu wasn't near him, do you know what I mean? Depends what's available to him, but I think any of the any of the following as long as it's a a legit boxing club, we good. You know what I mean? A legit Muay Thai, a freestyle wrestling club, judo. I mean, judo gave me a great childhood.
0: Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, they, they all kind of serve the same purpose, don't they? Yeah. From, from a life skill perspective, they'll Goal, all teach you how to fight,
1: teach you how to fight, defend yourself, get fit, and gear discipline and and direction. So I think any any of them really to to a degree. I think I think they all serve serve that purpose. You know I mean? I think it's just what's available to people is in uh, location, finances, and, uh, and and what they what they prefer. I mean, maybe they like WWF. And then do you try your jiu jitsu, your wrestling, your judo? You know, if you like USC, you'll see people get and do you bit of boxing, and obviously a striking route. Simple as that. I, mean, I think it's just perspective, isn't it? What you what you like, but um. I think all kids should be doing something these days more.
0: Than mm. ever. I agree. I, I, mean? I, I always I mean. say, like, my sons are going to have them. Because yeah. obviously looking back, what I wanted uh, or what I wish I had, like, they're going to be boxing, doing jiu jitsu from like three years old. Yeah. That's my yeah. idea, anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want, I mean, Georgia, she trained quite a lot. Yeah. But that's it, yeah, because it's interesting
0: to then hear it from your perspective because um, you said, like, you never want to force it on them. Never, oh, never to want to force, force it on Junior.
1: No, nah, I never wanted to force it on them. Uh I'm I'm gonna encourage him a bit more mm. as of late. He been a little, he'd been little would be very good at school, a little bit more good at school, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, not bad, not too bad. But I think a little bit less Xbox, a little bit more training. He got into a real good groove, he was doing four days a week, uh, and then he was messing around on the bloody head. I would be on, I trapped his ankle, it was off from it like a bad, bad ankle. And he's not really got back into the groove since then. That's been a good, I don't know, a good few months now. Yeah,
0: yeah, I remember what happened.
1: And, uh, but he was doing really well with his training. And now he's back in the Xbox and not doing what he does twice a week. But I really want to get him back, back, back onto that because he's all, everything comes better. School, school becomes better. He's better at home. Everything's just better when he's training. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, and I wish Georgia would get into Obviously, she's a girly girl and got a boyfriend and stuff. But, honestly, george just stuck out when she was again i'm taking her london me in school all it is. she'd come down whilst i spar obviously with paige and all the guys down there and uh, she had been the the boxing with a girl called debbie who was like aba boxing champion she'd be on the pads with debbie during a couple of hours and i'll come back off after my spa get georgia and come out and she'd be buzzing no she was she was, she got good hands she's never really got into the grappling never wanted to grapple yeah wanna, she did a little bit when we were a Colville when she was a kid but I'd love them to do it, but again, I don't want to push them. And that's it. That push it's your difficult, dad. isn't it? I want it? Them to make uh, their own decisions. You know yeah. what I mean? like be there, obviously with everything, but I don't want to push them too much. But maybe I should. It's an odd one, isn't it? Mm. It's an odd one. It hard it. one. It's
0: easy for me to say, you know, someone that doesn't have kids yet. Yeah, I'm going to force it on my sons. I don't care if they they hate me for it. Yeah, yeah. they are gonna, you know running up mountains, boxing, all all, yeah. all, all of this yeah, yeah. stuff Eat from liver. from get go. Yeah, eating liver. They're <laughs> definitely going to be doing that. That's, yeah, on, yeah, that's yeah. a non-negotiable. Yeah, that is a non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then it, you know what I mean. I guess I can only imagine, like when you got you know yeah. your your own child, your own baby in your hands, you just can't. Kind of, You're out into butter and instead of saying, "Yeah, you got to train," it's like, yeah. "Oh, I well, don't want to train." Yeah. So I, exactly. I can definitely see, like the other side of it. Yeah. Why, you, like you wouldn't want to force it on them?
1: No, nah, definitely not. I just hope right now, Junior's getting to age. Obviously, his testosterone kicking in, and I'll let you say this puberty and stuff. <laughs> becoming the man, you know, around that age. How old is Junior? He's, uh, he's 13. Yeah. He's 13. So, you know, he's around the age now. Uh, hopefully, I hope
0: he's. Yeah, he's still. Bones on. Yeah, that's it. I need I to fight. I need bit, to eat liver.
1: A little bit. I hope so.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe not the liver, but still, the rest of it. But uh again, George man, she could have been good man I'll tell you. All. Yeah. You know, obviously women's MMA is a lot more wide open than uh, than men's.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh
1: but she had some talent. Yeah. I hope she sees this. Yeah, yeah. Spark her interest. But I don't think it. she won't take her fake nails off.
0: Mm. That's it. That's it. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she won't take her fake that's nails a big, off. It's a
0: big barrier, isn't it, for a lot
1: of girls. Yeah. yeah. She's she's a girl again. Yeah. but well, she was great. She was great. And I'm confident, you know what? You know if, if there's ever a situation where she had to fight,
0: yeah.
1: Wherever that may be, she can throw a couple of punches, and she,
0: and that's the most important thing, you know isn't it? it? Like the life skill
1: element, yeah. And she has got a bit of wrestling, a bit of ground. She's strong, you know. So purpose served. Yeah, so yeah. Develop you yourself a little bit into today's dangerous society, then. Now at least you got that, rather yeah. than just you know what I mean. Like she gave a start and mm. dig someone, then that's that's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But I'd rather she be a full-time athlete than be a <laughs> <the UFC> champion. <laughs> but Junior's great as well, man. He didn't like grappling. I don't know why they both didn't like yeah.
0: grappling. Oh, well, maybe now, because you're getting more into the jiu-jitsu, yeah, jiu-jitsu maybe, way of living. Maybe, the... maybe you'll show them the, show PT... them the light.
1: Yeah, he's that PT's. Honestly, before that ankle, mate, he's PT's with Riley. He was giving the grappling a go. He was doing PT's revival every Friday. So he was doing his striking. I thought, this is it. This is it. And he's at his ankle and just... Lost his love for a bit, but hopefully we get it back. Because again, yeah. he, he moves, he moves well. And, yeah, yeah. Mate, well. Yeah. Mate, it's in his
0: blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in both my blood. blood.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, no, he will come. I don't doubt fingers it. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. The sharpest striker you've ever sparred with. Uh,
1: yeah, it's got to be MVP. Yeah. 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 I think so. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's one of the best strikers in the world. Um, even I've trained him for 10 years and I do better than most. You know what I mean? I I understand Mike and stuff. I just remember like the first time I ever sparred him and even to this day, when you spy him now, there's nothing worse. You know what I mean? He's one of the most talented, you know, Michael's everywhere. He's fantastic at wrestling and and on the ground as well. Uh, which people always, always don't, don't appreciate Mike. He's, he's a fantastic well-rounded fighter. Uh, and a, and, a, and a lovely and a lovely switched on dude
0: Michael nice. yes yeah. right down. Hold your microphones oh was it trick or drop is it
1: yeah yeah there we go yeah Mike 100% back in All oh, good. No. still down. No. Little, little. Little. let me change yeah. it put on the other one that probably be a better there we go better no it's gone down again come on my guy there
0: we go yeah there we go perfect it must be it
1: yeah <laughs> MVP MVP
0: I'd have to say so yeah yeah what what makes him so good Uh, because i asked this uh asked nathan uh nathan epps about leon and Mm. he said part of it is just god given like he's so so sharp like the speed that he has mvp looks like the same obviously goes out saying he's worked incredibly hard incredibly technical as well but his style not everyone can do that style no
1: range 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 speed obviously Range management and yeah, just just understanding of every line, every action, the traps he can lay. It's like he's a, you know, if you'll see, he's just been around it so long, isn't he? It's just that experience. But the you know, range is super long, super fast, and yeah, confidence. You know, his, his mindset as well. He's a, he's a very interesting uh, dude, very interesting dude. You know, I said this before. He. Uh, he called me at the UFC in um in Hamburg, the first fight. And we'll chat and he was talking about you know, bits he's got going on. Not to speak to someone's business, but business there and fingers in this pine. This see where he wants to go. And I remember sitting there, I think, I think I had a ground in the bank. <laughs> and I was like, and I was just fighting. I was thinking, I've got nothing. I've got nothing going on. So I know I, was, I I thanked Mike for this, but like, I came back. Uh started really lining up my, my coaching side of it, started uh set up the management company, which brought in a little bit of money at the time, and uh, and then the gym, and just started,
0: you yeah. know, just kind of- He planted the seed.
1: Just, yeah, just, just sort of shut out bit, Jimmy, a little bit. I looked at him and I was like, yo, this man's switched on. And it was me, like, boy, hey. you know what I mean? <laughs> so he, he certainly had a, Michael, Sarah part of me, uh, pulling my finger out a little bit, and uh, yeah. Yeah, in that side of my definitely, definitely. Definite. No. yeah. yeah.
0: give us one piece of advice like a top tip for someone looking to get good at striking and then someone looking to get good at grappling
1: top tip bloody hell put my spy in you know I'm not the sharpest (laughs) finger you are top tip top tip To narrow
0: it down a bit for like a day one
1: person because obviously that's some you know yeah, it's always find, find a, you me. know find the correct the gym do your research all that sort of stuff um f- for a striker I, I always think i think okay so i think it's myself combo yeah so you can you know you can do as much handwork as you want i always remember combo when, when i started it was was my footwork in it focus on your footwork i know i know i've got good footwork um Got little legs, <laughs> but I've got fast feet. I know I've got good footwork, and that's because of growing. He made me appreciate day one. Don't neglect the footwork. Yeah, don't neglect the footwork. Yeah, I've been doing hours and hours of footwork, I'm not even throwing punches. So first striker day one. Don't just think about throwing haymakers. Yeah, think about your feet. And I think that's what I teach here on on, on the class. Like some of the guys, even like the guys who are coming in a few weeks, there's a, a ginger guy in the class. I'm not actually sure of his name. A uh, bit of a big lad he still punches a little bit with his knuckles like he punches a little bit off him. but you know what yeah he moves in and out really nice now he keeps his shape he's got a nice jab like I have got around say, no stop you know what I mean if you can change the punching punch and clean the punching
0: that's it if they've got their feet under them, the feet in the shapes in order
1: is um, is that I feel like you're in, you're in the fight straight away you know to a degree so I think for a striker folks on you shaping your footwork yeah am right yeah I think so. I think so I think so and for the grappler, for the grappler, best word of advice with the grappler? Get juiced. TRT, no. <laughs> um, mo- mobility again. Mm. Mobility again. Like, uh, you know, self, self manoeuvres. You know, you think about it, you get on the mat, what do you do? The game's a shrimp. Yeah. I think people should as soon as they start grappling, that's what we're talking about, right? Start grappling. Yeah. Mobilize yourself. Become confident shrimp super fast. Forward shrimp, back of shrimp, hip wiggles, bridging, rock ups, sit-throughs. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, crossover, elevating to the shoulder, turn to your knees. All your really nail down quick, all your solo uh, mobilized mobilizing movements. Because then when you start to learn your techniques, you're already moving well without a human on top of you i think that's a, a, good, yeah. a good day one focal point focus on moving yourself really really well in all the realms you know even youtube jiu-jitsu warm-up movements or jiu-jitsu flow solo jiu-jitsu movements you know what i mean some of like that and just tick off get your body moving in the realms that you want to be moving in without resistance yeah, uh, yeah. Boxing is kind of the same shape and movement without being punched and without punching.
0: Mm. Well, that's it And obviously, they are a bit different because striking. You know, you move independently from your opponent a lot more than you do in grappling. Mm. But um, think about how much strike and shadow box, yeah. and then most grapplers like do zero yeah, shadow yeah. wrestling. Like, I've, I, I've been thinking recently, I need to do more shadow wrestling.
1: Yeah, but I, but I always have. I always have to. do uh, yeah, like yeah. Mobile stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that. you definitely have. Yeah, and then, I think that's important. I would say to that's if I'm teaching like day one. I would say, you can't move on your own. You can't move on your own. What chance have you got with my fast lane on you? Mm.
0: Do you know what I mean? It's like dancing, isn't it? Like, you can't like dance on the spot by yourself. Mm. You're not going to be able to dance with someone else, are you? Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. So, I think that's important. I think people need to appreciate that and, and really, really focus on it. I think if they focus on that, then prove a lot better. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely something you like that. Even, even now, like, you see guys become a few weeks still trying to like, push push someone you know what I mean when it's just you know move, move yeah move down to your shoulder not your elbow your shoulder you use your feet oh it's easy it's easy it's less effort you know what I mean you won't be able to come on your elbow because there'll be someone on top of you so you got, you know what I mean but on your shoulder oh you can come up easy stuff like that let mm. me appreciate that I think that was this answer I think yeah That's oh, good answer. Yeah. yeah two, yeah. two yeah. great tips
0: strikers focus on your footwork grapplers mobilize yourself yeah. almost kind of you know take something from striking and do your shadow wrestling or shadow jiu jitsu if that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and stretch.
0: Yeah, that's that's it, not what I need to. Yeah, I mean, need, <laughs> need to, to work. Need out. I do plenty of it, but yeah, uh, no, I do as well. But just, sure. I'm not like, seeing the results. No, I Me
1: mean neither. <laughs> I mean but imagine if we didn't.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. if
1: we didn't stretch. So yeah,
0: be, I wouldn't be making it up the stairs at this point. I don't yeah,
1: think. no, no. I'm surprised yeah. I still Can't be honest. Just about, <laughs> just about hobbling. <laughs>
0: So we've kind of uh, covered this already, but I had this down. I've got two more questions I want to ask. Penultimate one, three pieces of a, three pieces of advice. Sorry, you would give to young fighters. Obviously, we've already you know you've already given uh, quite a few tips, pieces of advice, but specifically for young fighters. So for this, when I wrote this question, I kind of had in mind Zach, Jake's kind of not era, but age. You know, yeah. in that stage. Yeah. What kind of advice do you have for fighters of that age where like you know they're taking training seriously at a, a young age but they're old enough where like they're already fighting now. So they're basically at that point where they can decide am I gonna try and send this to the moon?
1: So much.
0: Or am I just gonna kind of have it as a hobby?
1: Okay. First off They enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. Either we do or we get to the moon. It stays fun. Yeah. It stays fun. Zero pressure. Obviously, you know, we want them to win every fight and never lose a fight and be uncrowned champions of the world. Like I said, previous, every loss has been a blessing. Do you know what I mean? So, wherever the road may be, as long as we're not getting injured, it doesn't matter. You know, sunny days will come. Rainy days will pass. Enjoy it. Tell you what we get. Enjoy the moment. Live in the moment, and keep evolving. And, and there's zero pressure from anyone around you. That, that's one. Two. Certainly, this one this, this makes made think you, Jake. Don't overtrain. Rest. Rest. Learn to rest. Don't burn out. Like a 15, 16. the 15, pair of them. Have a rest day. Have a cheat meal. They both eat loads anyway, but yeah, but uh, they don't need to be told no, that. They're, 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 they're already they're taking Maybe up. not a cheat meal, but have a rest I'll day. I've see seen Jake with day. the jelly babies on the mat. Yeah, yeah. Because, have a yeah, rest day. Have yeah. a rest day. Do you know what I mean? Have a rest day because it's you know recovery, growth, and keeping it enjoyable as well. If you run yourself into the ground, it can have loads of detrimental effects on on that. Yeah, that's so. Rest, enjoy the moment, enjoy it. Third one. Be a sponge and appreciate trial and error. Try everything. Keep it. it might work fantastic for you. It might be terrible for me. It might be mediocre for Jake. But keep it in there because there'll be a place where it can fit. You never know. It might come around and be a go-to in time. Give it some time. Try inspiring. Okay, see so it working for me. Okay, maybe it ain't for you then. But keep it in the back burner. Trial and error. Even try stuff. that You might be unsuccessful. There's loads of stuff. It. Certainly a shoot. When I came from where I was to the style of striking there, there's loads of bits that i the show with and got clipped loads of times. Loads of times. And, and made mistakes. But then they come out now when I spar and they come out in fight. So it's just trial and error. Be a sponge. Try it. You know, try everything. Be... Patient enough to take the good with the bad and, and figure it out yourself. Plenty of rest and uh, and make sure you keep enjoying it. There's no pressure. I it. I think they're pretty good. No,
0: go. They're three brilliant, uh, brilliant pieces of advice, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. And I think if you do that, you'll save yourself a lot of shit. There are three things I wish I had cited and mm. appreciated from day one. And you can't go far wrong if you. If you can enforce them and be disciplined with yourself, I think that'll put you in a good place. And with a bit of luck and loads of hard work. Who knows, eh? Anything's, anything's possible, isn't it? But I think them three things would be a good a good, uh, good mark for any young young, young fighter or young athlete to, to keep in mind.
0: Final question. Mm-hmm. Over the past 20 years, all the experiences, all the highs and lows, sitting here today, what does success mean to Jimmy Warhead? What does that word mean to you?
1: What does the word success mean? Just a happy, peaceful life. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just... Nice, happy normality.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, just being yeah, just
0: and that might be found through, you know, having forty cage fights, the peaceful life. That might be your peaceful life. Yeah, right? exactly.
1: Yeah, 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 and all the shit and all that. Just, 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 just be happy. And obviously, when I say that, that means you know being in this place with everyone that's here and my wife, my kids, and you know just, 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 just happy, just happy and peaceful. That's it. That's, that's success, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah, think so. I think so. I think so. That's brilliant. <laughs> <Cheers> <laughs> Thanks you that. Thank yeah, you, man. is that all right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, that was yeah. perfect.